You're listening to Force-Fed Digital. BXU Heard. Good podcast, people. You're listening to Sports Not Fiction, the podcast where you get common sense sports views with some logical conclusions. We ain't on here making up shit unless it's funny. <laughs> uh, the voice you hear right now is Gas Logic. I'm an avid sports fan, still an amateur analyst. Uh, I only say amateur because I haven't gotten paid for my knowledge, but uh, definitely know my shit. Uh, been doing this now for one year, so I guess I could say that. Uh, the rookie season is over. <laughs> we made it. One, one When we started this show, we started with um, last year's Super Bowl, which was um, the Chiefs winning the Super Bowl yep. against the Eagles. That was good. We got to see um, Jalen Hurts throw uh, a 30-yard a Hail Mary. <laughs> The cry, Eagles cry, I believe uh, originated from there where um, Juju Smith was held on third down, basically ending the game and winning the game for the Chiefs. They settled for a field goal when they could have had a touchdown in that game. Uh, McKinnon actually slid down at the one-yard line and didn't score. Yeah, I forgot about that. Um, I might have won a fantasy playoff thing off, off of that. I don't know. I, I know Sky Moore win. scored a touchdown in that game, and that helped me uh, um, win. Yeah, that was unexpected. This year wasn't. They so ran the same route. Win. Chiefs ran the same route, same route twice on each side, scored a touchdown. Oh yeah, didn't um Tony score a touchdown? Yep, Tony, yeah. who can't even um can't even get on the field, and by him, I think making comments in social media is not doing himself any favors. Oh no, not at all. Good for him. Um, Good. Like, why would they? Why? Why would they put you out there? You've given them no reason to put you out there. They're put. They're they're putting out bum ass uh, Miko Hartman. Good. Screw that guy. Oh, screw that guy. Yeah, uh, we kind of jumped into that, but um, Fred Mac is here. Yeah, I'm always here, man. Welcome back <laughs> to another fantastic episode of Sports Not Fiction, the one year edition. Welcome, welcome, welcome. One year. It's one crazy, man. One year. Anniversaries. Yeah. That's crazy. One of year. the uh, Mac and Gas. <laughs> I think we had we played with some of some of these names in uh, informal conversation. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I think Just Dukes had uh, rum and coke. Yeah, like the. Um, uh, um, I like I like the one that say, you said. Um, um, Cafe con leche. <laughs> the black thunder, white lightning. <laughs> Yeah, I think we need to do a video of that one. Ebony we, and Ivory. Ebony. <laughs> I like that one, yo. I like that one. It's yeah, been good, uh, man. It's uh, been real fun, you know, validating our sports, um, uh, you know, our sports knowledge. But it is, I would like to get paid for this, but, you know, we can still keep that amateur tag on there for now. But the check's in the mail. Check's yeah. in the mail. Um. Yeah, so it's 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 the Super Bowl. Yeah, um, there's still it's it's the off season for um, thirty other teams, and uh, 
there were eight coaching jobs, and then they were down to two. Seattle and Washington's were the were the last two teams. Um, I kind of thought right away once um, Pete Carroll was forced to resign um, that Dan Quinn was gonna be the Seattle coach. Yeah. But um, I guess things opened up for them in in other ways, and they they went a whole different route in terms of um, hiring a head coach. They hired a brand new coach uh, McDonald from the the Ravens defensive coordinator, and he he is now the youngest head coach ever at 36 years old. It's crazy. Like when you um, think about it, to be 36 and to be a head coach in the NFL, that's wild, man. Because I wouldn't think that like I could lead that many people at 36. Yeah, yo. So if he, like McVay was the youngest at one point, and people said like there's no way he could uh, like run a whole team, and he he did a fine job. So we know that it can be done. Uh, we have seen some other coaches not do so well. Um, Kingsbury was one of those yeah. younger coaches that didn't do so well. He was fired by Arizona, and now he's back. Uh, and without, not without drama. Yeah, yep, yep. He he had interviewed for the Bears job. He interviewed for the Raiders job, and he got the Raiders job. And in like it seemed like less than 24 hours, he was at, backed out of it. And now he's the Washington um, offensive coordinator. And Dan Quinn got the Washington job. But Dan Quinn wasn't the first choice of um, Washington. Nope. So I read a little about the situation, but I didn't dig uh, dig deep. But it seems like it was, a, it was a mess in this whole process for Washington, which, surprise, surprise, new ownership, same problems. Um Ben Johnson was the guy, it, it appears. They had some type of event. They had to do just like one more. Um, supposedly the uh, uh, representatives of Washington were mid-flight on their way to see Ben Johnson in Detroit, and he sent them a message saying that he's out. He was going to stay with the Lions. They were upset about it. They put out some stuff about him. He put out some stuff about them. Uh, a little messy. <laughs> Already for this um, <laughs> same old uh, same Washington old ownership man. front ownership. Um, they had uh, so I heard someone say that Ben Johnson thought it was too like too much of a basketball yeah. environment. Yeah, well, I don't know because Magic Johnson is, is attached to it. Well, no, no, um, oh, the, 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 the GM, Warriors, yeah, um, the GM. Warriors GM, yeah, like um, he's he's in the. He's in the front office, so I can see that because um, there aren't there were I don't think there were many. I think we had this conversation um offline, you know um like how many guys mm-hmm. like were GMs in um two different sports and had success. Oh yeah, you know um so but I can see you know you don't want to be the first guy like um under the new regime. No, but they had um they got the 49ers assistant GM. Washington. So it was like a conglomerate then, right? Like, cause I know Wait, um, I I'm not even sure that the the guy from the Warriors went to Washington. Yeah, yeah, cause that's, he was the one that um Magic Johnson, um, cause I when I I, I had read like Magic Johnson was big on bringing him in. Was his name on um, Bob Myers or? Oh yeah, you go Bob Myers. Yeah, yeah. But what is his job? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think he was the actual GM, but I think there were two basketball guys there. Um, and 
I'm trying to remember. Like, oh, I can't it was remember. just um, they hired him to help them look for the next GM. And a, and a new head coach. Uh, so so he wasn't like actually like bro. They had you mean to tell me that they went out and they got Bob Myers to help them find the coach and they couldn't find the coach and they had to settle <laughs> for Dan Quinn. <laughs> That's not a good look. That's not a good look. That's already. That's why you know, I'm like, nah. There's no. I don't think I, I remember this story. But then I'm like, but I also remember that they hired the um, 49ers, 49ers assistant GM mm-hmm. to be their GM, Adam Adam Peters. So wow. You know, Dan Quinn, uh, he had success as a head coach in Atlanta. He took that team to the Super Bowl. Yeah. Uh, whether it was him or it was uh, Shanahan. Shanahan that, was the offensive coordinator. Is, did you go down that coaching? Like, who were the all the coaches on that team? When, um, yeah. I was like, when I saw that, I was like, whoa. All, st- all those guys have jobs now, you know, like head coaching yeah, jobs. so anybody that's been, like, associated with Shanahan. And then Quinn came from the... Um, the Seattle, um, which that defense came from Tampa, the John Gruden the defense. John, yeah. And it goes full circle because John Gruden was also um, who McVay came up under. Like the Shanahan and the McVeighs and the Gruden and like all of this shit is all connected. And the Tampa 2 defense is like Tony Dungy's guys. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, what's his name that coached the, the Bears? Um, Lovey uh, he, Smith, he coached, yeah, Lovey Smith. Um, even uh, Ron Rivera falls under that. Yeah, all of these these trees have branches, and sometimes they they connect. Um, speaking of Ron Rivera, he's a candidate for the Cowboys defensive coordinator position. I don't want that. Um, he, I don't know. I, I mean, he has success in the role. The guy was a member of the 1985 Bears. Um, he had good defenses in Chicago, uh, Chargers. I don't want. I, I just don't think that he brings anything new to the table. Um, another guy that they they are bringing in, which is see, like if you go on uh, Twitter, Cowboys Universe on Twitter, you will think that they have already hired Mike Zimmer to be the defensive coordinator. Um, Mike. Zimmer was a defensive coordinator for the Cowboys in the 90s. Uh, when Bill Parcells took over the team, he kept um, Zimmer to be the D.C. when people thought that Parcells, he's a defensive guy, he, he, he would be the, the guy. Yeah. But no, he kept Zimmer. Uh, that was a big deal. And then Zimmer went on to get a job and um, coach the Bengals defense. And he t- I remember he took a bunch of like cast-offs, and some of them were former Cowboys, Terrence Newman, who he extended his career well beyond that that I ever thought he would play. Yo, Terrence Newman played like 20 seasons in the NFL. Damn. I, and Cowboys fans, like, we thought he was done at, like, age 30. I remember. He played until, I like, remember. 40 years old. Um, Roy Williams was another one. Like, Zimmer figured out the lineback, the um, safety position was changing, and you got a, a guy like Roy Williams needed to be more in the box and, like, kind of extended his career. Um, if Roy Williams played NFL today, he'll be a fucking superstar, like one of the best safeties. <laughs> but at that time, to, to have him out there and in coverage, he was getting burned on the regular. Um, so yeah, Mike Zimmer comes with. Oh, and then he Mike Zimmer got the Vikings job. Um, they went to an NFC Championship with Case Keenum with uh, with that miracle play. Um, they had good defenses, and he has success against Shanahan offenses. 
So initially I was like, I don't want this old, same old, same old, but um, they do need a, de- a details-oriented guy, somebody that's going to get on you to get things right because, yo, penalties was a big it thing. Was a, yeah, yeah. Every year so far. Turnovers way up, sacks way up more than ever, but uh, not to discredit anything that Dan Quinn has done, but at the same time we got Dan Quinn, we also got Micah Parsons. We also got Trayvon Diggs. Like, it, these are talented. We already had Demarcus Lawrence. Like, all of these guys were really good already. And uh, they, I think maybe they masked whatever he he couldn't um, do. And then it shit got figured out. Oh. If you have the personnel, you could do whatever you want to do against that defense. And we saw it at least five times this year and in an embarrassing fashion on the way out. And that's why I wasn't surprised that Quinn couldn't find a job. And I was nervous that he was going to come back. So do you think it was the the one game that got exposed or it was a multitude of games that, I mean, this that he the, had on his if resume? You have a, if you have a, a job in the NFL front office, I hope you're not looking at just one game. Yeah, yeah. But you can, look you. At the, you can look at the three years in a row and how things deteriorated. And then you could just look at this year. Almost every game they lost, they got blown out, and the defense was exposed with the the dime defense with the safeties playing linebacker. Um, the Buffalo game, the Packers game, the 49ers game, even the Arizona game, um, all of those losses, the, the defense got gashed over and over again. Damn. The recall, right, man. Well, <laughs> Dan Quinn, he gets another shot at a head coach, and he gets to play the Cowboys two times a year. Um, another familiar face is back in the NFC East. Kellen Moore, Kellen Moore. Mm. has joined the Eagles staff with Sirianni. This is a sinking ship, I believe. Um, they also got Vic Fangio. We might have mentioned that last episode. Fangio supposedly has the secret recipe to beating the Cowboys um, offense. Um, so you get two coaches that are very familiar with the Cowboys offense and defense. I don't, I, it, it seems to me like they made moves to spite the Cowboys. And I don't think that's how you should be building your team. No. You don't build your team to win divisions. And then we're, 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 we are yet to see, um, but we'll see in March what happens to the Eagles um, roster as it gets older and players either will be cut or retire. Um. All right. I guess now we can focus on the Super Bowl. The Super Bowl. All right. Matchups to watch. Quarterback. Patrick, Patrick Mahomes. Mahomes. He's approaching. Um, what do you even call that? Like, if Brady's the goat, then you got Joe Montana under him, and you got John Elway. Um. Mahomes, talent-wise, has shown to be up there with John Elway. Yeah, Brady, we know he wasn't that physical talent, and we talked about how his um, the subtleties that he has that made him great. Dan Marino is can't. I mean, Dan Marino is an amazing quarterback, but we can't put him in this category without the the rings. The hardware. Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning got the two rings. Mahomes is about to pass Peyton Manning? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. 
even what I would say why he's passing Peyton Manning is the early success because mm-hmm. it took Peyton a really long time to have playoff success where Mahomes out the gate he's been able to have that success and he's had the numbers I mean you know so I think that just already obliterates anything that Peyton has already done like whether you know what would the what have you done for me lately? Like his his last even his last Super Bowl, he didn't. He was like a passenger on that. So yeah, there's, there's I mean, no way we can say whole, we can the say whole that season. But yeah, no, no, that game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I definitely like he was the only one that um uh, like he didn't look good for the whole season. But in that one game, like it was horrible. So. But I don't think we could ever say that about um, Mahomes, where no, he, in the in the worst case scenario he had against uh, the Bucks, yeah, he he pl- he played like lights out. It's not his fault. He, he gets no blame for that loss. No, but even even so, he lost to um uh, to the goat. So you know, um, but this is going to be a real test too because we're going to see if um if. The help is there because if they're going to win, it's going to be all him. It's going to be all him. Um, Travis Kelsey's been lights out. Yeah. Since um, like the end of the season and the playoffs. So I'm fully expecting Travis Kelsey to beat Travis Kelsey. Uh, Rishi Rice and then Pacheco. Those are the main guys. Pacheco, he's going to run hard. Um, 49ers can be run on. They have a, a great defense, but they can't be run on. Um, and then out, outside of that, it's a wild card. Yeah. Yeah. Who's going to make the play? Last week, it was MVS. Remember, MVS wasn't making those plays in the regular season where he had the drops, he had the non-pass interference calls, like they should have beaten the Eagles. Yeah, It's just really um, hard to say who's going to show up and be I, I kind of think that um they're trusting MVS more. Oh, and then I heard some shit that like he has run in in, in 96% um uh routes like so he's out there a lot. He's going to have the opportunity. And if the defense somehow forgets about him, um expect him to make big plays. Uh, so in terms of a prop bets, there's there's a bet that like which, like, realistically, you could play this one every week and win it. It's um, MVS's longest catch. He always oh. has a long catch. Like, almost every time he has a catch, it's a long catch. And right now, you know, it, what, it's like 15 yards, something like that. Let me go experiment. Mm. And then there's a prop that's like plus 5,000. Um, MVS to have the longest reception in the game. Whoa. Mm. Now, gonna... is that like that? That's not just air yards, right? Like that could be yak too or anything like that. Or yeah, okay, longest longest play. So okay. like mm. McCaffrey takes it a fifty yard screen, and that's the longest. That's the longest. Yeah, run. yeah. That's what I was thinking. Like because that's the thing when you think when you look at um. Uh, um, San Fran is that like that could either be McCaffrey, Kittle, or Debo that can do that, or even Ayuk because we've yeah. seen you so know there's so many of these players that can do it, and yeah. that's why I think you get the high odds. 
for MVS. Mm, okay. So I'm going to throw a few dollars at that. Okay. Uh, in terms of the quarterbacks, um, yards, it's assumed that Purdy's going to have um, more yards than Mahomes here. You can bet on that. You can bet whoever has – which quarterback has the most yards. Mm, I don't know because both of these defenses are Mahomes is good. at 261 and a half and Purdy's at 246 and a half. I know that uh, 49ers can be passed on because uh, we just saw – well, to be fair, Goff, he, um, he might have had like 230 yards around there, but they, they ran the ball on them. And if the Chiefs don't have to pass, they won't force it. And we saw they did it against the Ravens. So that's another thing. Like, I might take the under on Mahomes passing yards and and lean towards the over for um, Purdy because I think they're going to have to pass. Have to pass, yeah. And plus, yeah. I can see the Chiefs trying to shorten the game with that run yep. too. So, um, I yeah. think. I think this game is going to be more like the Chiefs and Ravens and Ravens, the yeah. Lions and um, 49ers. I, I think, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think any team is going to jump out to a big lead in this game. Um, yeah, so quarterback matchup, I will take Mahomes to have the, the better game. Like, if Chiefs win, Mahomes is probably the MVP. I could see Mahomes, like, 200 yards, two touchdowns, and that'll do it. Yeah, like uh, Purdy now. Purdy against the Chiefs defense. Chiefs do play a lot of man. Um, Ayuk is the man beater, and then the, some of the, the plays are the. It's matter of fact, it's even before the play is run is the man beater because you know San Francisco is going to move the, move around a lot with the shifts, the pre snap shifts. So they they'll try to find if you're in man. Um, by moving their guys around, Debo's going to move around. Even um, Kittle's going to move around. Um, so, yeah, I could see Purdy going over in his yards, and I could also see Purdy throwing one of those interceptions. That's what I'm banking on. Like, I can see that. Like, that's going to happen. Just I wish because, I could put a pop on that. Yeah, just because how um, good the Chiefs secondary has been and how tough they are, they're on you. I could see uh pass getting tipped in the air and then intercepted or straight up intercepted. Um, but we have seen Purdy face adversity early in games and then come back at the end. Um, it helps when you have such a talented group of uh, offensive weapons. <laughs> Not going to give Purdy all the credits. Oh, uh, running the ball. So one of the props is like Purdy rushing for more than um, four attempts. When the, mm-hmm. a team like the Chiefs plays man defense, they're basically daring the quarterback to run because if they're locking you up in the first three seconds, uh, you got to make a decision, and it's gonna, it, it could be to take the sack, throw it away, or run. And we saw last week against the Lions that he can do that step up and run. Yeah. So either Purdy low rushing yards or rush attempts I will take. I like the rush attempts on that one. Let me see if I can find that one. I'm on um, DraftKings and they got it all crazy. I haven't. Oh, they only show. So Purdy's um, yards at twelve and a half. He crushed that last week. I don't know that 
he's going to have another 50-yard game. Damn, they won't even show the rushing. Oh, here we go, rushing attempts. Purdy rushing attempts is at three and a half, yeah. So plus 120 if he rushes four times. I would take that. So usually what I do is I would build a, like, mega parlay, throw a little bit of money at it to win a lot, and I would take some of the ones that I use in, in that one into smaller ones and then try to win um, smaller um, parlays. Right. And um, a lot of times I'll lose all of them and then maybe hit on a big one. Nothing is guaranteed. Um, running back sure matchup. You, you can you bet what you can afford to lose. Yeah, only what you can afford to lose. Um, McCaffrey's best running back in the NFL. Um, he gets like two touchdowns every week now. Yep. Like you're better off. Again, we said it last time. You're better off betting him to score two touchdowns than one, because um, the odds are too low. Like, you won't win a lot of money if you just choose one touchdown. Another thing you can do is choose what kind of touchdown he gets. So he's more likely to get a rushing touchdown. That's a little bit more um, odds. Right now they have McCaffrey at um, minus 210 to score a touchdown. (sighs) To score two touchdowns is plus 245. That's not bad at all. That's not bad, yeah. Pacheco is plus 475, and he's had games where... Um, he scored two touchdowns. I could see that too. Hmm. I'm gonna definitely play with this and um, <laughs> have something real stupid, like one dollar for ten thousand. Yeah. But uh, uh, McCaffrey is the clear advantage there in that position. Um, anything happens to McCaffrey, they got Elijah Mitchell. He's pretty good. Uh, Chiefs don't really have anybody if Pacheco goes down. They got um, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Yeah. But he's the, while, he's the guy that will probably just show up in this type of game, too. Yeah, like it, it's been McKinnon in the past. Um, somebody, like maybe he takes a screen 40, 50 yards or something like that. We wouldn't be surprised. Um, but like, yeah, last, last week I, I don't think he did much. And the week before that, nothing. I uh, had like negative yards receiving or some shit. But you never know. If he if he uh, happens to score a touchdown, uh, it's plus seven thousand. Jesus. Yeah. Damn, how you plus seven thousand? <laughs> so you drop uh, ten thousand. Yo. To ten thousand. Yeah, right. So you drop ten dollars, you could win seven hundred. Yo. All right. So the receiving game again, the advantage goes to Forty um, ers I'll include the tight ends into this. Um, Kittle, he didn't really have to do much uh, last week, but you know that he can. Debo, I totally discounted what his uh, his effect was going to be in this game, and it was a major effect. He had like nine catches for almost 90 yards, and he he, he didn't really run the ball, but he got a lot of yak on some like – Maybe a one-yard gains turned them into nine- and ten-yard gains. Um, that could happen, especially when the Chiefs are playing man defense. Um, guys might get open on um, some rub plays. Um, then you got Ayuk, who's a man-beater. I'm pretty sure uh, Snead is going to be on him. That's a problem. Yep. 
but I I like Ayuk for um, yards. Last week it was like sixty-five, and he he hit it barely. He had that fifty-yard um, reception off the DB's face. Off the DB's, yeah. Because oh, and then he was off in the beginning of that game, but um, I noticed that there was no narratives created by Greg Olson this time. As in, when Lamb was having a hard time in the Packers game, it was like, what's going on? There's something going on here with the chemistry is off. They're already speaking with him like, yo, chill out. (laughs) He's having a slow start. I know it was magnified by the score, but like, yo, he ended up finishing. He had 17 targets, finished the game with well over 100 yards. So Ayuk and Purdy couldn't get it going early. They had like some drops where... I was like, yo, what's going on? Because I had picked Ayuk to, to hit, crush his over and get a touchdown, which he ended up getting his over and the touchdown, but not the game that I thought he would have. Yeah. And no narratives created. I think it had to do with that was going to be Olsen's last game on the main broadcast on Fox, the power team. Oh, yeah. So, so Tom Brady yeah. gets to snake his spot without yeah. doing anything. Anything. Zero yeah. experience. Yeah. Um, $350 million. Yeah, I think oh, he was. So are you... Go ahead. No, I was saying I think Tom Brady he was like um, uh, popping his cherry doing um, his podcast. So I think that was his way of getting into the broad, well, the journalism side of things. You know, I don't. But... I don't want to judge him before, but I don't think I'm gonna be a fan. Yeah. Um. Um. Yeah. Yeah. He might have uh, also. He might have uh, an attitude of like. I'm, I did it this way. How come you can't do it this way? Which is what I'm hearing from like Bret Hart. Uh, Bret Hart's interview is going around that he talks, he keeps on talking shit about Goldberg. Oh, and never, yeah. let, uh, never live it down. Let him, never let him live it down. And he's like talking about the wrestlers of today, how they're just chopping each other and getting a reaction. Like, what is that? Um, if you're if you're finishing matches with like blisters on your chest that's not cool because the whole objective is to like make it look real but not hurt your opponent he's like you'll get an f in my wrestling school <laughs> like you don't want bret hart doing games i mean um announcing, announcing uh, wrestling yeah. so i don't know we'll see um yeah so that that iuk line is 61 and a half i'll take that at minus 130 um, Debo is at 57 and a half. I don't know. Valdez Scantling, 19.5. He could get that in one catch. In one catch, yeah. That's that's actually pretty low, too. Uh, the highest um, expected yards here is Travis Kelsey at 70.5. Yeah, not a, not a lot of... Um, Receiving projections here. So maybe go with some unders. All right. Uh, Chiefs defense versus 49ers offense. Yo, the I don't know if you remember uh, in 2022, the last time the 49ers and the Chiefs played, the Chiefs laid the fucking smackdown on them. Um, yes, the 49ers were transitioning. They, like, Jimmy Garoppolo was hurt. Um, but, yeah. That was like the one of the only good teams they played that year, and they got smacked. Um, 
same Mahomes is still there. But also, we tend to forget that Spag, he will draw up like a good defensive plan in the Super Bowl, as he's done in the past. You know, yep. so he's going to take away what, what Purdy likes to do a lot. You know, so I can see Spags drawing something up and unleashing Chris Jones, get in his face all day. Yeah, they're going to bring the pressure. Um, I just had to look up the stats for this game. Um, it was 44 to 23. The game was at San Francisco. Mahomes had 423 yards, Oof. three touchdowns. Um. Juju Smith-Schuster was the leading receiver, 7 for for 124. So let's just substitute Rishi Rice for Juju Smith-Schuster. Yeah. Uh, MVS had three catches, 111 yards in this game. He had a 57-yard catch in this game. I don't know. I don't, I'm gonna be all in on MVS, and it's gonna fucking cost me. I, I, I was gonna, I was gonna say like, yo, dude. I was just gonna say like, yo, man. It really sounds like you're really high on MVS, and yo, like, <laughs> you're like you sure you want to go down that road? <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna make sure that I do a lot of tickets without him on them. Yeah, and then I'm yeah. a lot with him on it. Yeah. I'm gonna spread it around. Uh, Travis Kelsey has six catches and 98 yards in this game. Um. On the other side of the ball, it was Jimmy Garoppolo. He had 300, two touchdowns and a pick, and Purdy got some action. Purdy was four for nine, 66 yards, and threw an interception. Mm. Mm. Uh, also, McCaffrey was new to the squad. They had traded just traded for him from Carolina. Kittle, six for 98 and a touchdown. Ayuk, seven for 82. Debo, 5 for 42. I think I'm going to really use this uh, last time last they played game yeah. <laughs> to measure my uh, props. Take a screenshots of these. All right. <laughs> Got to set that bottom line. I mean, because most of the shit is the same. Yeah. Most of the players are the same. Um, coaches are the same outside of the coordinators. All right, so who you got? My my heart tells me that the Niners are going to win, mm. but I can't bet against Mahomes, man. It's like I just can't do it. I just feel like we're going to probably see something special. The the line is dropping because too many people are betting on the Chiefs. The line is down to two. It was two and a half to start. Uh, but 71% of the bets have come in on um, the Chiefs to cover this. Yeah. 63% of the bets are on Chiefs to win straight up. I'm picking the Chiefs. Um, again, I'm not going to pick against Mahomes. Um, in terms of spread, like, I don't think we're going to get a one-point game, but I think we get a game that's, like I said, closer to that Ravens-Chiefs game, but a little more points. So that was a 17-10 game where the Ravens um, had some missed opportunities and the Chiefs didn't really have to do much second half, just hold the, the Ravens down from scoring. 
so I'm going to say like Chiefs something like um, 23 to, to 19 or 20 or something like that. Yeah, it's, it's just plus um, I think this might be Andy Reid's last run, man. I don't think so. No? I think he sticks around. He sticks around? He's not ready to hang. Like, he's got a great job. Also, his family life sucks. So what that else that is true. <laughs> Speaking about family members, Patrick Mahomes Sr., <sighs> his third uh, DUI, and uh, he's at risk of doing some time. Um, Three strikes, and you out. And you, yo... Gonna be a um, third and really long. There's a lot, <laughs> a lot of uh, memes about like why he's drunk, and it's attributed to his son and his uh, daughter-in-law and being around Taylor Swift and all that. Yeah, um, like you gotta be drunk to be around all those people at one time. I don't know why he's drunk all the time. Um, maybe he is an alcoholic. But, yeah, um, yeah. Hope, hopefully, he cleans himself up. At least he gets to enjoy um, watching the game. The, he's out on, on bond, and they said he could watch the game. Oh, uh, But he can't go to the game, though, right? Like, he has to stay. He No, in. he can go. He just uh, He's not allowed to drink. Oh, shit. So, well, I don't know. They're going to have some type of officer, officer trailing. Yeah, because yeah, I know he likes, to, he likes to smoke on the, the whoever the quarterback is after the game. Yeah. You know, so, oh, shit. Wow. He's probably going to have some type of uh, system going on with a tube running down his sleeve. <laughs> and they're going to be like, yo, why does he keep touching his mouth? <laughs> Every time he bends his elbow, like, shoots more. Like... <laughs> oh, my goodness, yo. Imagine that. <laughs> yo, man. So yeah, um, I'm taking the Chiefs, and uh, uh, with that, Mahomes as the MVP. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't want to see Kelsey as the MVP, but if Mahomes throws those two touchdowns and they're both to Kelsey, we're gonna have to see that fucking lady out there. Nah, nah, I don't think I don't think it's gonna happen. Well, even if he throws it to those two to um, Kelsey. It's gonna always go to Mahomes. It, at the end, it's always gonna be the quarterback, unless like I don't remember when it was the be, last he time. It could be underwhelming. It could be like he has 175 yards and the two touchdowns, and but Kelsey has 90 yards and two touchdowns. You gotta give it to him. Yeah. I hope the football. There's been times where we've seen like Peyton Manning. I believe he was the MVP of that Bears game, and his his stat line was not good. But there was no one else. Like nobody really dominated. Like they could have given it to Edron James. Edron, oh, uh, yeah. Um, the other thing uh, that I think is going to be good this time is the halftime show. Oh, Usher. yep, yep, yep. So you know he's going to play the hits. Yep. He's already given us the preview that he's probably going to do the the swinging chain around his neck dance. Like yo, that shit was iconic. Uh, he did that <laughs> and everybody was doing it with their chains <laughs> but he's, Usher's a performer like though that. man Usher's a performer like you know yeah, I, I don't put think Usher up there with um, Chris Brown yeah and then yeah. notches under Michael Jackson yeah 
Yeah. Like performance wise, I'm I'm with you. Like, you know, do you have Michael Jackson and then I think like one A and one B are gonna probably be like Usher and um and um Chris Brown. Like Yeah, Usher Usher has a lot of hits. Oh yeah. And oh yeah. It's like yo, when you have a legendary when you have a legendary career like that, which a lot of the Super Bowl performers are like, how do you pick the four or five songs that you're gonna do? And then it's like, do you want to share the spotlight by bringing other people? I think that he's gonna bring he's gotta bring some Atlanta artists. Um somebody said that he should bring out Jeezy and they and do uh Love in the Club. I think that would be dope. Mm. I don't know if they're um, ready for Jeezy on on that stage though. That's just you know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, but I, I could see it. I could see it. But it, that's the thing. It's very hard to figure out what songs he's going to choose to do. Because like you said, he just has so many hits, man. So yeah, many. Yeah, a lot of bangers. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I would, last year was the Rihanna one, right? Um. Yes. Yeah. Super yeah. disappointing. Like, yeah. The fact that she was pregnant. Yeah. And she couldn't put on the show that. She would have had she not been pregnant. Yeah, she should have not done it, and just said, "I, I, look, I'm pregnant. Can I, let's do this next year." Because I don't think we got the a good show. The, the show that we were expecting from time. Rihanna. Yeah. My wife was like, "But she's pregnant." I'm like, "Exactly." You knew she knew. Fucking disgrace to halftime shows. <laughs> So that that brings me to like favorite Super Bowl moments, uh, performances included. Mm. Uh, as a child, in the prime of my um, Michael Jackson fanhood, when Michael Jackson did the Super Bowl halftime show, yo, that shit was the fucking amazing. This Michael Jackson is everywhere, all over the roof of the stadium. Yo, is Michael Jackson. Yeah. Here? Is Michael Jackson there? <laughs> He I forgot about that. that. Like shit. he was on top of the stadium. Like, oh yeah, that was oh, uh, 1992, I believe. Oh shit, it was either 91 or 92. Um, the Whitney Houston um, national anthem that was for sure 91. I remember that. Did they one. have Whitney Houston and Michael Jackson the same Super Bowl? I gotta look. For I don't know. I don't even know. Like if they if they were able to pull that type of star power. You know, like that would that was huge, but like I definitely remember um Whitney Houston singing. The oh National. no, Michael Jackson was 1993. I was a year off. Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna watch this performance after we get off. <laughs> that was one of the best. Oh um, man, you yeah, and then I also remember a whole a bunch of boring ones because it was like our uh, whenever it was like a rock band, like the Who. I, was, I remember when the Who. I was oh, like, what yeah. is this, was, man? Oh, that was after the Janet Jackson and yeah, Justin Timberlake. They wanted to say, NFL yeah, had yeah. to calm shit down and get away from like urban, yeah, um, younger artists. Rolling Stones they had on there, like fucking Mick Jagger, seventy five years old. Yeah, um, those were boring for me. Uh, recently, boring for me was the Rihanna one and um, the Weekend. I think the weekend uh, he spent his own money doing this. Yeah, and I believe it was like it was too much. His he had his own artistic view, and he thought that everyone else would see it. I thought it was fucking lame as fuck. Yeah, I was. Yeah, I didn't. And yeah. that he didn't have any other artists. Like it would have been so much um, better if he had uh, a one or two artists share that stage with him. 
fucking yeah. the maze where he had the camera follow, like, follow him. That yeah, that, but that's the thing. Like the one good thing that came out of that was the meme. You know, like that. That was a great oh. meme when you like, like when you're trying to look for something and it's just like, oh, where am I going? Like, oh, oh, you know. But um, I think the Snoop, um, the Dr. Dre one was oh, really good. Yeah. You know, um, and then he shared the stage with Snoop, um, um, whoever, and, and he didn't have to do this. No. And he had Snoop. He had Eminem M and Fifty. Mary J. Blige. Yeah. And yeah. then they brought Fifty Cent out. Yeah. And that was a good Cent performance. Like, yeah. He looked like a fat pit bull hanging from the ceiling. <laughs> But yeah, that was a dope ass um, performance. Uh, we watched that in Just Duke's crib. Yeah, that. yeah, that one was that one was good. That one was good. Um, the Beyonce. I was just gonna say was an awesome one. Yeah, it was so good um, that she blew out the the fuses for the stadium yeah, that year. Fucking Louisiana voodoo. This, yeah. this stadium. <laughs> the 49ers came back after they took the momentum. <laughs> and uh, Colin Kaepernick couldn't get it done. Oh man, yo! Um, the J Lo and Shakira. Oh they yeah, and J Balvin was fire. I forgot about that one. Oh, that's right. The Latin flavor. You know what's funny? That's Whenever right. like the NFL has like Latinos represent something at the Super Bowl, white people are furious. And you go on Twitter, and they're like, "Why? What? What the fuck is this?" They don't even speak English. Yo, they had what? Mark Anthony do the national anthem once, and they were they were like, "Why? Can, uh, how could we have a non-American singing the national anthem?" Like, bro, he's from New York. Yo, <laughs> he's from New York and Puerto Rico is part of the U.S. Like, oh yo, my people yo. are mad ignorant. <laughs> when Bad Bunny was first, uh, you remember Monday Night Football? They used to have a performance after. Yeah, and they had like uh, Bad Bunny, like, "Oh, what is this? Why do we have to listen to this? Who is this?" Yo. I yeah, even, people are, are super ignorant about those things. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh man! Wait till yo. just wait till Lil Nas X is doing the oh, halftime show. Nah, I don't think that'll ever happen, yo. <laughs> I don't think, yeah, because I think, um, I think Jay Z's in, in in charge of like, um, oh yeah, they gave him a a a, a position, position where he's yeah. supposed to make 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 these things um, diversity more. Uh, out in the open so hey you never know we'll see I don't know just don't give us like a don't give us a Lizzo please. yeah nah well I mean I heard his um his Grammy um uh, his speech and yeah. the man told the truth man he was like some of y'all don't even belong in these categories man yep. so <laughs> I mean I don't think he's gonna hold back and uh, that's I think what happens it, with um subjective uh, awards I'm not a fan I don't even I don't I have stopped watching the Grammy since I was in high school I think when I realized that it was a uh, political bullshit, when yeah. like Wu Tang didn't win album of the album year, of the year. Yeah. Like, here comes Eminem just winning album of the year all the time. All right, I was like, all right, that's enough of this. Will Smith was yeah. winning, like, yo, what? Yeah, I, mean, I get it. That is popular. That's what the Billboard Music Awards are for. This is supposed to be for like this is the art. This art is better than that art. But that's the crazy thing because like those all hold the most esteem. You don't see the 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 Emmys just giving out awards just to anyone. Like yo, like the the work that you put in is supposed to be like the, it's like what you're rewarded for. And I'm not saying that they don't put in the work, but somebody probably puts more more work in than others, you know. And it should be reflected in that way. Yeah. Well. Whatever. So in terms of uh, actual plays and moments and games, there's so many Super Bowls that um, I remember. Actually, as a as a youngest child, I remember 
uh, when the Giants beat the Buffalo Bills in the Super Bowl. Mm. Um, I was getting familiar with football, but I didn't know the players. Like I knew like Lawrence Taylor, and um, and Bill Parcells. Um, as I got older, the games started to be. Uh, I was more involved in them. Like I told you, like the first one was probably that. Um, 49ers and Chargers, and then the year after that, I was fully invested because I watched Dallas lose to the 49ers the year before. Oh, and we got Deion Sanders. Um, Jimmy Johnson was out, and we hadn't won since Jimmy left that one year. And they ended up, um, they beat the Packers, they made it to Super Bowl to play the Steelers, and they won that game. It was kind of sloppy, but they pulled it out. Um, but none of those were like my favorite. Like when Deion Sanders caught a bomb in that game, that was pretty cool. But like Kevin Dyson um, diving at the like two yard line to try to score, try to score, yeah, uh, on the Rams yeah. was a, a dope moment. Yeah. Um, that whole like Titans team with Steve McNair, Eddie George, Eddie George um, yeah. Jeff Fisher was the coach, Javon yeah. Kurtz was the the freak. He was a rookie, fucking had like 14 sacks his rookie season. Yeah. Um, I was rooting against the Rams in that game. Um, that was Kurt Warner's first year starting in the NFL for real, and he won the Super Bowl. Because that was the year that um, Trent Green was supposed to be the quarterback, right? And, yeah. Um, like, well, he, he got hurt or something? Yeah. Because yeah, I remember. Um, what was the coach? Because um, he was the Dick coach. Vermeule. Dick Vermeil. Yeah, because I remember him crying. Like when he yeah, like he was like, so sad like because he brought him over from um because they both came from um Kansas City at that time right like wasn't like that was right after yeah right Trent Green yeah was a free agent yeah right 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 so that was a good um Super Bowl um another one that was good was um we said the the Steelers and the Cardinals and the Cards yeah um, oh man that Larry one. Fitzgerald scoring that touchdown oh man is like one of my favorite moments yeah. ever in football where that they the Cardinals had to come back in that game yeah and they were in the two minute and just hit him across and he was having that whole playoffs he was dominant Dominant, he was having yeah. like 152 touchdowns every game and he hit that one like in stride across the middle and nobody was touching him that should have been the game winning touchdown but it wasn't and um ben roethlisberger oh, took the steelers down and they scored a touchdown um wow man yeah that one oh shit uh the panthers and patriots um panthers came back on them mushi muhammad and steve smith mushi muhammad had a long touchdown down the sideline um Panthers came back and tied it up. And then the kicker fucking the kick off out of bounds. <laughs> like, Bro, you yo, just came like, back to tie it, and now you're putting, putting Tom Brady yeah. and the Patriots at the 40 with the fucking greatest kicker ever. Yeah. So a couple plays later, the Patriots won that game. I was rooting against them. But, oh, um, but definitely. Yeah. No, no. Yeah. Um, I was rooting for Patriots against Rams. Uh, the, that end up in Brady's first Super Bowl win because they were underdogs. They were underdogs by like ten. Oh, um, I, that I didn't know. That's news to me. I didn't know. Oh. Yeah. Then you had the Giants who were underdogs to the Patriots both times. Big underdogs. Um, 
not one of my favorite Super Bowl moments. Oh, I know. I know. I know. 2007 hurt like fucking like a knife to my neck. <laughs> nah, that was that was um I I'm going to that was my favorite Super Bowl moment because um I didn't I didn't see it coming, you know, um, but... No, I don't think anyone saw that coming. But um, a lot of people picked Giants to beat Dallas in that round one game. Yeah. Well, yeah. not round one for um, Giants, but the divisional matchup. Yeah. Dallas was the number one seed. They had home field. Dallas had beat them convincingly twice, scoring like 75 points on the Giants. I was at uh, one of those games. Um so Terrell Owens catch a bomb. That shit was like in slow motion. I can still see it. <laughs> bomb. Uh, Eli Man threw an interception. That was good. Um, Terrell Owens comes into the game with a high ankle sprain. Uh, I could tell oh, this. I probably yeah. told the story last year. But a high yeah. ankle sprain on, on yeah. three weeks rest. Yeah. Um, Jason Garrett, first year. Uh, Offensive coordinator. But anyway, Cowboys are winning the game. It looks like the I, – I had the feeling, and I might have told you because we watched it together. Yep. Giants don't even know this game is over. Because yep. I've seen this I've seen this story before. Dallas is up three. They make a stop. They get the ball. They score, and that's it. They ended up uh, third down and long. Romo hits a wide-open Patrick Creighton, and he drops the ball. It would have been like a 50, 60-yard yeah. game. I remember that because he was like, yo, there was nothing but green field in front of him, too. Bro, like, same yo. game at the end, right before Romo threw the interception on fourth down. Uh, Romo hits yo, a dime down the, the sideline corner end zone. Creighton just stopped running. Like, gave up, totally gave yeah. up on the play. The ball landed yeah. right at the corner of the end zone. Like, that's a touchdown. There's nothing that Romo could have done um, better. Creighton just gave up on the play and stopped running. And then on the fourth down play, no timeouts, Jason Garrett decides he's going to run a three-man route and do maximum protection. You're doing maximum protection against the Giants who are playing uh, um, a three-man rush. Yep. Right and in they the put end zone. eight men in the end zone. Yeah. So you got three guys trying to get open against eight. Fucking moron. Then R.W. McCorders intercepts the ball. I remember that play. When, that's not even a Super Bowl. We shouldn't be talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. No, but we yeah, can, we can talk worst, about it. It's all right. It's all right. Yeah. The worst memories of the, yeah. the second giant Super Bowl was like, ain't no fucking way. Yo, this, I could go through that season for reasons why they the Giants should never even been in the playoffs. Yeah. And a lot of the, a lot of it was Victor Cruz. Um, when they needed to play, he got big plays. He got 60, 70, 80-yard plays. Like, That's what why a weapon to have. He's um, immortal, immortalized, you know, in um, New York forever. Because it all started with that, um, uh, that 99-yard um, against the Jets. Against the Jets. Yeah, that 99-yard um, catch and touchdown. To maybe a game before that. Giants versus Cowboys, I believe it was a Sunday night or a Thursday night. And it's a back-and-forth game. Um, Des Bryant's going off. Romo versus Eli, like, they both slinging it. 
And um, Dallas has a chance to put this one away. Third down, Romo puts it out there for Miles Austin. This motherfucker fucking slows down on his route. <laughs> gets a little bit of fingertips on the ball. <laughs> Giants get the ball back and they and they win the game. Mm-hmm. Little was... moment, like if the if Cowboys win, if if Miles Austin makes that catch, and this is like week fourteen, the seasons the Giants are season, out. That's yeah, it. yeah. They needed every little thing yeah. to go their way, and it and did. it did. Yeah. Um, yeah, but in that boy. Super Bowl year, I think the greatest throw I think I've seen in the Super Bowl happened to from Eli to Manningham. Manningham, I was starting and, to see a lot of those highlights. Yeah, it was popping up recently too. Because recently, um, I didn't never, I've never seen the video of um, Belichick like saying, "Oh, they got left as Manningham. He's not going to do anything." Like he was kind of downplaying him, and then on that next play, that's the play where Eli just. Perfect throw, perfect catch. Like, he was the only guy to go to because yeah. um, they had rookie cornerback Sterling Moore on him. And Sterling Moore had been a solid rookie in that system, the defensive system. Um, but they, he was the guy to go to. Everything had to be perfect. Perfect. And it, it was. Yeah. Like. Oh man. Tom Brady also um injured his shoulder in that game, but before the injury was lights out. Um oh, man. but that pressure, it was uh one of those if that type of quarterback hit is like banned now, that's like a, a media flag, <laughs> like picking up and landing, and on, landing the on the quarterback. Is not yeah. allowed anymore. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, also Wes Walker dropped a fucking uh third down pass off his chest that would have ended the game. Every yeah. little thing that had to go right went right. Oh, yeah. All right. So um, that's football for you. It could be your greatest joy or um, your worst defeats. <laughs> um, oh, still sports related. The NBA, um, things are heating up in terms of trade talks and rumors. Um, DeJounte Murray's name is being thrown around there yeah. for the, the Lakers. LeBron James is up to his antics. Um, stupid little bullshit uh wearing the Knicks towel uh his post game interview at the garden as a um uh uh what do you like some type of a authority move of hey I'll force this trade over here over like, here yeah you know, the man has been using the Knicks for 15 years yep yep I still never forgot I mean don't get me wrong. If the man wants to come help bring us a championship right now, I think I might oh, take of him. Course. I think I might take him. I can't stand LeBron James, but at some point I was like, wait a second, LeBron James is on the trade market. Do a Levine and whatever. <laughs> <laughs> bring him in and we got a chance for one year to win the championship. Like, I would take it. But, you know, um, I don't think LeBron's going anywhere. Nah, nah. Uh, like, he just built like a like, billion dollar home or some shit like that, man. Like yeah, a huge mansion in L.A. I think, too. I think he's going to stay in L.A., Post uh, retirement because he has the Hollywood company out there and all that. Yeah, yeah. Um, outside of that, uh, no other big names, but maybe we see some surprises. Yeah. Um, speaking of Zach Levine, he had some some uh, weird foot injury. They said two weeks. A week later, he's out for the season. No. Uh, again, more uh, reason and more more of me being right. Um, I never yeah. wanted to sign him to a oh, max deal. Right, I would have right. been fine if they let him walk. 
right. or, or they tried to trade him before that. We had Levine. You saw what he could do. He's a, a good scorer, but he's not going to um, carry a team to the playoffs, and he's not going to win games in the playoffs. And he has a history of injuries. So now what you've done is created this max player who's injury-prone and has three years left of like a hundred and something million dollars. You can't trade him. Who's going to want that? Nobody. 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 Anyway. What, what Keith what um, Sweat says? Nobody. Oh, man. Um, Embiid. Uh, that one's bad too, man. Embiid. Oh man, that hurts his MVP. That, that hurt. That hurts his MVP chances. Um. Oh. All right. Uh, Embiid is gonna be out at least four weeks. They ha- he has a torn meniscus, and we've already gone through the um, meniscus situation last week, or the week before that. Um, he maybe he got the snip. And that's why they said we'll reevaluate in four weeks. Well, with a guy like Embiid, they're going to really make sure that um, he's good to go before they let him play. Um, so who knows when he'll be back. It's February. If he got an extensive surgery, I, I could see him being back by the playoffs. Like, they need him. Um, Maxi can't carry that team. Uh, they don't have any other superstars on that team. Nope. So maybe we'll see um, the Sixers slide a bit in the standings and all benefit to the Knicks. That's right. Knicks, baby. Where are the Knicks right now? Oh, don't show that fucking crooked ass from me. <laughs> and I believe you can um, you can speak. I won't hear you, but your feedback won't go um, unheard. Yeah. <laughs> so the Knicks, yep, the Knicks. Oh, the Knicks oh, are fourth man. right now. They're uh, half game behind Milwaukee, but the Knicks are up. Ah, I forgot to pick the Knicks to win tonight. They're playing um, the Grizzlies, and the Grizzlies got all their best players out. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, right. they're playing right now. Not much else in the NBA. So uh, All Star break coming up soon. And um, right after All-Star break is the trade deadline. So we'll see what happens there. All right. So we will end with. All right. We'll end with WWE. Oh, yeah. Um, The Royal Rumble. We already went over that. Uh, Cody Rhodes won the men's Royal Rumble. And Bailey won the won the women's Royal Rumble. Roman Reigns retained his title. Uh, after watching SmackDown, um, the rift between Bailey and um, Damage Control finally came to its conclusion. Yeah, uh, Bailey busted out with the little Japanese phrase. You know they didn't put captions, and I've seen the clip a few times. Nobody says what uh, I don't know what she says to them, but she's like, "Uh huh, you hear that." I know Japanese from, from all the times you were talking trash about me. And then um, they tried to jump her and she came prepared. She had a, a steel pipe, pipe under the ring. <laughs> and she takes that and she beats them uh, fence for herself. And then she um, um, says that she chooses EO Sky to fight. So at WrestleMania, it will be Billy versus EO Sky. Um, I don't think it has been official 
officially announced by WWE, but no. um, Rhea Ripley is fighting um, um, Nia Jax at um, what Elimination is Chamber. Called? Elimination Chamber. Yeah, I was in her hometown. Oh, okay. In um, Australia, um, Elimination Chamber. So uh, WrestleMania remains open for Rhea Ripley, and they really sucked me in. WWE with this fucking storylines where you gotta watch the next thing. Now they got uh, some shit on Thursday. It's like um, the WrestleMania kickoff or some shit. And they're having a press conference Thursday uh, at 7 o'clock on Peacock. Oh, man. Damn, I just gave them a fucking nice plug. Some free advertisement. <laughs> and it's like they have this poster. It has The Rock, Roman Reigns, Seth Rollins, Cody Rhodes. Um, Bianca Belair. Um, being that they have Bianca Belair there, it makes me wonder like, she's gonna be if she's on there, then she's gonna be a big piece of WrestleMania. WrestleMania yeah. Does that mean mm. that she's gonna fight Rhea Ripley, or maybe she's gonna fight um, Jade? Mm. But Jade is not on that, not on that poster. And they said everybody who's on that is gonna be there. Thursday, so I guess I'll be watching Thursday at seven o'clock on Peacock. Because <laughs> you know there's gonna be drama. Yeah. Um we saw at the end of SmackDown the the Rock showed up after he had kind of hinted at this at another show earlier yeah. in the year. The head of the table line. Um Cody Rhodes is is to announce who he wants to fight. Uh at the end of the Royal Rumble he's pointing at Roman Reigns, Roman, basically right. saying, I want yeah. you. And then the next uh, two nights later, uh, well, first of all, one night later, there was a, a house show and um, Shinsuke Nakamura sprays him in the face once again to keep that little rivalry going. Um, so the Cody Rhodes basically tells Roman Reigns, I, I want, I, I'm going to get that belt, but not at WrestleMania. And oh. says he's gonna, he has somebody that he... That knows him better than him. And then The Rock comes out. Mm-hmm. No words are exchanged. Cody has still to this day not said who he's choosing to fight at WrestleMania. Which I think is a big deal. Even though the the rumors are already saying that it's the it's already lined up. Cody versus Seth at WrestleMania. Um, fans, hardcore wrestling fans are upset. Yeah. Me, I, don't, I don't give a shit. Right. I'm okay with it. Yeah, It's yeah. whatever to me. But there's people that are invested in this for years now, since Cody Rhodes came back to WWE, that he finished the story. He had the injury where it was supposed to get done two years ago where he tore his pec. Um, so they're really rallying behind him. And they had the YouTube video of the Rock and Roman Reigns showdown had the most dislikes ever of any video Whoa. in WWE um, history. It had like 100... Last time I saw it, it was 150,000 likes and 600,000 dislikes. Damn! And uh, <laughs> um, the hashtag we want Cody picked up steam and like they're saying that the WWE is listening and then they kind of alluded to it um, on SmackDown. Oh. Fans don't want The Rock versus Roman Reigns. I don't want that. And The Rock is probably like, damn, I'm The Rock, though. <laughs> uh, whatever. I think it's going to be awesome. I think that uh, my my solution is uh, Cody Rose, Roman Reigns versus The Rock 
and some type of um, three-man match where Cody Rhodes gets to pin Roman Reigns with the help of The Rock. And then after the whole, but, like, I think when Cody Rhodes wins, he has to get his, his whole, like, he has to get the fanfare. He has to have his moment. So whatever happens here with The Rock and Roman Reigns has to happen before so Cody Rhodes can finish and, and have this. But I think that The Rock is going to, like, take the lay from Roman Reigns and put it on himself, and, like, that signifies that that's it. And then maybe, like, on Monday Night Raw, he comes out and says, there's no more bloodline, blah, 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 mm. dismantled, because we know The Rock is not going to be around. How can he win the... He can't beat Roman Reigns and win the belt, because how long is he going to hold the belt for? Right. So you yeah. can't have a temporary guy hold the belt like that. And even though Roman Reigns like uh sparingly defends his title as of as of recent. Yeah, I think it was like four hundred something um, times. Something like that. Or I don't remember. That's way too, way too many. Yeah, so uh, Oh Gunther, he's had the Intercontinental Championship for uh, longer than anyone, and I guess he's looking for a new contender. And I was, I don't know, I was kind of thinking, like, maybe um, they put Braun Breaker in that spot. But I guess they don't think he's ready. And he still hasn't chosen if he's going to be a SmackDown or a uh, Raw guy. Um, right now, he's, like, the, the highly touted free agent they could recruiting him. So it ends up being Jey Uso who comes out and they have a showdown. Um, Gunther hit him with a, a, a funny-ass line. He said he was going to beat him so bad that it brings him back to the days where people couldn't tell him from his brothers. <laughs> I mean, I, oh man, Jay Uso has like he has the charisma, and he has the crowd, and he put in so many years uh, as a tag team partner. Uh, he deserves a shot at that this shot. title. Yeah, I'm and with if you. he wins it, I think he'll be a good champion, and it will set up a, a intercontinental title match with him and his brother. Is yeah, coming. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Assuming that he wins the belt. They're going to fight regardless, but if it's for a belt, that's even better. Um, yeah. Yeah, all right. That's it for for WWE. The saga continues. Now, um, I guess for we for sure we do an episode next week. We got to recap the Super Bowl. Uh, hopefully, I'm rich by then. And I get paid <laughs> for my knowledge. Um and then I guess we'll see from there what what um if we go back to biweekly or weekly. Um if any yeah. of y'all are out there listening, like let us know. Do you want it? Do you want the weekly shows? Right. Or right. are you okay to wait? Right. Um, right. On that note, happy one year anniversary. Yes, sir. Uh we out of here. All right. Peace out, y'all.